Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I am fired up today, Daniel. Couldn't tell. And it isn't just the five cups of coffee that I've had. Seriously, five? Probably, at least. I've been up early. Early. I'm an early riser. Especially so when am I, like but I don't go five cups of coffee. And booming and banging in the, you know, we had horrible weather this morning. Horrible. We have a mouse infestation Cinematic in weather. Did you just hear mouse? what I said? Yeah. Mice in our house. So we have a snack drawer. We have a center island, and in it we have this snack drawer. And my wife, she was like, I think something is eating the snacks. And I have three mice, large mice, that mm-hmm. live with me. And so I'm like, babe, this is those are our children. Like, they get in there, and they just open things, and they take a – you know, it's ridiculous. you know. And so she goes, no, I really think that – so I start looking through, and sure enough, there's like little nibbles on packages, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we have something." So I had already had this contraption, this like safe, not like kill them, snap the neck contraption, but okay. like this box that opens up, and you put something in it, and then they go in, and they they try to bite it, they mm-hmm. step on this little lever, and it closes it, right? And I had used that for chipmunks in my backyard. Which was awesome. Okay. All right. Really good. Except my kids kept releasing them on the other side of the backyard. And I'm like, guys, these chipmunks are not dumb. Like, they're coming. What is that? So anyways, we started le- releasing them across town. Uh, haven't seen them since. But I have since. is hysterical. So we put it in there, put this little cookie on it. And the next morning I come in, I slowly open the drawer. And sure enough, there's like this little mouse looking up to me with these big beady eyes. And I think he's cute. I'm like, oh, he's cute. But you can see I'm shaking like a leaf. I leave him in there in the little cage so my kids okay. can see him. You know, it's kind of cool, right? House my pet. wife is like, get that out of the house. So I get it out of the house. And she's like, you think that's it? I'm like, no, they're, they roll, never just they roll in pairs. Like, you know, so we called him buster mm-hmm. like the kids were like well, what's his name i was like, his name is buster so this is buster so we'll see if we can catch his brother so we put the thing in there and the next morning open it up sure enough we caught douglas mm. when he's dealing with animals he only knows one way to do it and that is a hundred percent so we move him outside so then my wife's like you think that's it? I'm like, probably. I mean, there's probably two, you know, that's it. Sure. My mother didn't help because my mother was over. She's like, oh, one time when I was a kid, we had an infestation. I'm like, oh, mom, <laughs> come on. So anyways, we put the box back in last night. I come down, and I'm up at 4.30 this morning. I come down, I look, there's no mouse. I'm like, okay, I think we got them. This is good. And I even put a piece of cheese this time. The other one, the Oreos, they love the Oreos. So this time I put a piece of cheese and another little cookie in there. And so, uh, I, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave it, you know, that way. And so I come, my wife comes out, any mouse? I'm like, nope, nothing. I open the drawer. Yeah. Another mouse. <laughs> I'm like, he wasn't in there earlier. So we have caught three Sneaky. mice. And they're not blind. It's a bull market for mice in your house. Oh, I've been put on this planet to protect wildlife and wilderness areas. So move that one out. And I guess, you know. We have rotor people or whatever. We have rodent people coming. But I don't. I want to keep catching them this way because I don't want them to die somewhere where we can't see them. 
and then they just smell. Yeah. I mean, I've had that happen. Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, you got a mouse in your wall. Yeah, and you either like demolish a wall or you wait it out. Yeah, we, we probably we, a nest we chose somewhere. To wait it out. Well, it's in the center island. So in the uh, basement ceiling. Ah, uh, the basements. Yeah, I guess it could be. All Just right, listen tonight for the pitter patter. <sighs> well, today's podcast is not sponsored by a pest control, but it is sponsored by a pest control over your finances. Wow, that's a good segue. <laughs> I don't know. Jewel Financial. Visit us on the web. Jewel. That's J O U L E. I had a friend the other day. He goes, Hey, who, what do I send this? I uh, did some work for us here at the office. What do I send this invoice to? And I said, Jewel Financial. I spelled, he goes, Is it seriously spelled that way? And I was, <laughs> so I, I didn't want to be like, yeah, yeah, look it up. Like I just, mm-hmm. so I left it. I was like, Yeah, J O U L E. And I let him look it up. So he didn't. But he thought that you gave him the wrong spelling yeah, of the company was, name. He was like, he was like, what? What? What is that? So I just, I just kind of let it, let it there. But, uh, the unit of measurement of energy, because we're the powerful difference, is what in we like to say. In your financial plan. In your financial plan. That's right. All right. Visit us on the web, Jewel Financial. Let's go right into a question today. We got a good one from Mark. What do you got? DIY. Hello, my name is Mark Parry. I've been a DUI Money listener for a month now. I'm 21 years old. I currently max out my HSA, my Roth IRA, and I contribute 6% to my Roth uh, 401k through my employer. I wanted to ask you guys about, did you ever feel that you saved too much money? And how do you find the balance in wanting to be financially successful, but also have fun in your life? Okay. I put this question up because I like psychology questions. Okay. I, I like where people ask. I mean, we, we can spend all day talking about you know the strategies and specifics, and obviously very, very important. But one just under-reported uh, on area of finances is just the psychology of, of how to handle you know things. And I, I will say, personally, Mark... I, I personally have never had a problem uh, having you know fun, being a saver, being uh, being kind of a pauper, that sort of thing when it comes to to money. But I do believe you have to figure out your why. You, you really have to know your why of what you're doing, and your why is going to be different than my why. Maybe it's going to be different than Daniel's why, and it could be different than any of your friends. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, setting aside things like getting out of debt, saving for retirement, you know, financial finite goals. So th- those, hopefully, you're on the right trajectory. I- I'm assuming you are because you you brought up the fact. Have you thought uh, saving too much? Which means you've probably done the math, and you're like, I'm 21. I'm maxing these things out. I'm going to be a gazillionaire. Is that right? Is that prudent? So we did that long ago with the primary goal of getting out of debt and then saving for our financial future. So what does that look like for us? Well, that's retirement, you know, making sure that our children are well cared for. We have a, a special needs son, so making sure we had money in a special needs trust, etc. So those were our sort of financial goals. Over and above that, there are two things that really fire up my wife and I. One is giving. We are big givers to organizations that are really making what I will say, I understand this isn't true for everybody, I'm going to just use this terminology, and sometimes I hate churchy words, kingdom impact. 
What I mean by that is they are doing things in the name of our faith that is far greater than I or my wife could ever do in our lives, far greater. So what we try to do is provide them resources to continue to do that. Now, I will say we could have a podcast on on just this because over the years, we sort of scattershot this, right? Somebody would come up and, oh, I've got, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, let us help you. Let us do this. Let us do that. Over the years, we've become laser-focused on basically three primary organizations, one being our church, two in our community. One does local youth outreach, and the other does medical outreach. Those are the two primary areas that we give to, and candidly, we give a lot. We give a lot of money to those organizations over the course of the year. I love it. I absolutely get fired up to give. And I'm not, that, that sounds like, oh, look at me. I'm such a great person. No, I, I, it's exciting to me. I love seeing that, that impact and what that money goes to. And I've researched significantly to make sure that we get a very hard, high ROI on our money. That's number one. Number two, I'm not a stuff guy. I'm an experience guy. I absolutely love building memories with my wife and my family doing different things and and sort of undertaking different experiences. So I die when I have to buy like a new pair of shoes. Like I hate that. And I and I will wait for clearance sales. And I will always my wife laughs at me, check and spend probably too much time in the clearance section of our store, our local grocery store. If milk's on sale for $1.25, I buy three gallons. Like, I hate paying for stuff. I'm not happy. I don't like this chair, and I don't like this desk, and I don't like being here. I just don't like it. However, would I pay top dollar for a vacation, a dinner out, better seats on an airplane? Yeah, I would. That's what I love. I love to do it. And I love giving those experiences to my children. And then when they enjoy those experiences, I'm able to say, hey, this is why we work so hard. This is why we do what we do. So I think you have to really, once you have your goals set up, I think you have to really identify what it is that you like. And it might be some stuff. You might be a collector of things. That's okay. I mean, if that's what you really enjoy, or you may want to travel, you may want to see parts of the world, you will identify what it is that you really like to do with your finances and then carve a piece out and do it. I think you should do it and live life because life is short. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, I think life is short and... Uh, what we're really pointing out here is that in saving for the future, you're basically deferring enjoyment. We've talked about that a little bit on the show. Some people enjoy the process of saving and deferring enjoyment, um, focusing on the goals in the future and things like that. Very future-minded, future-oriented folks, uh, but not everybody. And in some way, shape, or form, anytime you choose to spend money, while uh, whether it's now or in the future, you're making a decision to sacrifice spending it at the other context, right? So if you choose to spend money now, you're choosing not to have that money available in the future. If you choose to save it for retirement or something in the future, you're choosing 
to forego some kind of financial benefit now uh, in place of the future. So uh, what you said about goals is really important, understanding your why and framing up your goals and then funding those goals appropriately. So when we walk somebody uh, through a financial planning journey, what we're really looking at are what are the goals that mean the most to them? Uh, What's out there for a lot of folks? Obviously, the biggest goal on the horizon that we're starting with is retirement. At some point, everybody wants to stop working for an income. That's kind of a universal thing. Unless you die before retirement, everybody wants to basically be able to stop and then enjoy the rest of their life because they know at some point they're probably either not going to want to work anymore or not going to be able to work anymore, whatever the case may be. So that's the big, huge goal on the horizon. And it honestly takes a, a good chunk of funds to fund that goal because you're talking about uh, 10, 15, or 20 years of, of not working that you have to fund uh, and have available. And then there's other kind of sh- smaller uh, secondary goals along the way to that primary goal. Those secondary goals are different for everybody. So framing those up and figuring out what to save where is basically the essence of financial planning and the journey that we're walking people through. And we actually do run financial plans for people sometimes ago. You are saving kind of statistically, mathematically, a bit more than you're telling us that you need for retirement. So the good part is you maybe have an overfunded retirement. That means you could retire early. That means you could live a better retirement than you expected if you continue on this pathway. Or it means that you're underfunding certain goals now that you may also have or your lifestyle now. And if you want to, you can pull back and and shift funds to that. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen on occasion. And and we just run the math and look at that and and give people that perspective and that opportunity uh, to really analyze if they want to make that shift uh, or if they kind of want to continue down that line. So yes, there is a there is a thing or a, there is a potential that anybody could oversave. Uh, we run into it from time to time, and and it really just goes back to aligning goals with your strategy. I also think, Mark, it's a great opportunity if you've never done it to sort of do a deep dive into your you know money blueprint, if you will. I'm a big believer that as people you know pursue financial paths, it's very important to sort of look back at your history, your upbringing, your experiences, your teachings, etc., to understand how you view money and resources. Not everybody views these things the same, and understanding that will help you to inform decisions going forward. So don't just pass it off as something, you know, oh, I had this thought and Maybe let's just ask the DIY guys and see what they say. You know, it, it's a it's a really good opportunity to reflect further on this and to shape who you are going forward. Twenty one, you didn't mention being married, but ultimately you may have a relationship in the future where you know money becomes a center focus point, and you have to be able to articulate your goals and and dreams and visions with a spouse. So. Again, great opportunity to do that now, a real good maturing process. So great question, Mark. Thanks so much. Hopefully you found some value in our answers. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Few odds and ends. I have just become, I don't know, fired up, re-fired up over DIY money as I noticed the other day that we had hit our 400th episode. That's amazing. Over 4 million downloads. How about that? Which is pretty awesome. Considering, I mean, you could say, I mean, I know people have like 8 gazillion YouTube followers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I guess in context, you think, oh, that's not that much. But we haven't done anything. Like, we didn't do any. Oh, we showed up. 
but I mean, we just—it's very organic. It has been organic. Ah, oh, that is—I mean, that's refreshing and exciting because mm-hmm. what happens if we put a little effort into it? What happens then? Forty million? Uh-huh. Let's, Let's go! See. I mean, anyways, I'm very excited about go. that. DIY tribe rocking on in Facebook, uh, moving to three episodes a week per per demand. Uh, we're going to start doing three episodes a week. So all of you that have binged and thought, boy, what happens when the binging is over? No, 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 no. Three a week at least will be in your air pods. Expressway to 1,000 episodes. That's right. Expressway to 1,000 episodes. And by popular demand, we're going to – I think we're going to refine who we bring in but but start doing uh, some periodic interviews. Uh, maybe a little bit more relevant to the subject matter, but I was really surprised that I did a little poll in the tribe the other day and everybody – Pretty much said they, yeah. As long as it's as long as it's relevant, so I'm all about that. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple: live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $5 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.